Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. In a very special episode, we'll be paying tribute to the king of normies, Stan the Man Lee. Excelsior! Hey, true believers, this is Stan Lee. We're all part of one big family, the human family that moves ever upward and onward to greater glory. In other words, Excelsior! Hey, normies. Welcome back. As we said before, this is going to be sort of a uh, a little more of a dour episode, but I hope you'll hang out with us. We're happy to have you. This is Colin. Joe. Hey, greetings, true believers. It's Mike. Ooh, I like that. How you guys doing? Uh, obviously, sort of a heavier day. My heart's feeling pretty, pretty sad. Yeah, I mean, the news came out in this last week that, unfortunately, we lost Stan Lee, one of the biggest cultural icons, had a huge impact on all three of us, I know for sure. Oh yeah, it's a it's a massive bummer, man. I think this is the most upset I've ever been about uh, a death for someone who wasn't, you know, like actually in my family. But it feels like you lost someone, you know, very close to you because he's been such a big part of all of our lives, you know, since we were kids. Yeah, and is he, is he sort of the last of those Gentile figurehead, you know, that you see? Sort of a Walt Disney type. Um, Mr. Rogers. A Mr. Rogers. You know, I, I wonder going forward, we'll talk about it a little later. Marvel, DC, obviously the comparison there. But DC, did they have something like this? You know, Bob Kane, the creator of Batman, you know, wasn't really the Stan Lee type. He wasn't the figurehead. He wasn't the editor-in-chief of Marvel or, you know, like Stan Lee was of Marvel. Um, you know, it's, it's just so different. It's just so sad when people say, what is the big deal about it? He was a, a world war two, you know, the last of his generation, a guy who, who basically invented a type of way to write and, and create. Yeah. I mean, Colin, like you've said a handful of times, like he created a genre, you know, like this is another one of those icons who, who did one of your, your big goals in creating... I'll never get there. ...an, an entire format. I mean, the comic books were not what they are today before Stanley. And yeah. without Stanley and the, the Marvel method that he created, we wouldn't have anything that we have today. Yeah, I mean, if you grew up, you know, on this planet, right, in the last 20, 30 years, you're definitely in, ingesting some form of content that was the inception point with Stanley's brain. Yeah. You know, you see in the Avengers, Spider-Man, all that. I mean, yeah, creating the genre, creating the visual language of comic books or like, taking it to that mainstream level. And, you know, I mean, I think the real thing was taking uh, superheroes or pulp characters and turning them into three-dimensional people that you cared about. You know, right. like, like creating the X-Men Spider-Man, all of these characters who go through so much emotionally that, you know, you also get the action on the page. It's just that that wasn't the way things were done before Stan Lee. Yeah, he's been on record as saying he got kind of bored with writing the typical comics. I think he got the job when he was like 19, right? And then he was like, I'm more interested in what happens when they go home after they get the bad guy. What's their life like God, I love after that. that? And it's like, that's where, that's the start of real drama and real compelling stories. You know, in, in high school, he wanted to write the, uh, the books. I mean, he wanted to write the, the great American novel. Uh, and, you know, he said like, oh, I never got there. But it's like, man, he did something so much bigger and yeah. so much better. He like, took the principles of literature. He applied it to what was considered a dirtier, softer medium. Yeah. But, you know, he made it so three-dimensional, like we're saying. 
he truly did the niche to normie. He took the pulp, you know, comic books and turned them into an empire of entertainment stories, worlds, everything. It's it's unbelievable. This but. can mean something. It can mean something for a long time. You know, he really was able to see to the future. It's the American myths. I mean, these are our Achilles and Hectors and Agamemnons is your Captain America, Incredible Hulk, Spider-Man, like these mythic figures who teach us right from wrong. And they stumble along the way too. they're flawed, much like the great Greek heroes. He invented the modern mythology of America. It's insane. And it's not like he created it and walked away. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Stanley, for all 95 years of his life, was working. I mean, he never stopped creating. And like that's something I really admire. It's not like he created Spider-Man and, and wrote Spider-Man for a couple years and then walked away. I mean, he was involved uh, literally up until right when he died. I mean, the Avengers 4 cameo has been shot. We will see that wow. in theaters. Thank God. Speaking of the cameos, what's your favorite Stanley cameo because he's done a ton of them and it is sad that we lost Stanley, but we also want to celebrate what what an awesome dude he was. Yeah, Man. I mean, I guess it's important to say like it is Thanksgiving and I'm definitely yeah. thankful for everything that Stanley gave us. He was 95 years old. Uh, his wife died last year, mm. and also at least uh, if you believe in that type of thing, like they're together again yep. and like he lived a long, healthy, full life. So you can't be. Uh, too sad about there's it. No I guess. No. Uh, <laughs> there's no way I'm going at 95. There's no way. I'm not going to make it unless yeah. I get a robot. This body. generation. Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe we'll go the opposite <laughs> way. Maybe I'll live to 295. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You're still too young, but yeah. The king of cameos. I mean, the I'll jump in. I'll say right now, Guardians Two. When he is in that astronaut suit up there, you know, uh, with the Watchers. I've said on this podcast a million times. I love the Fantastic Four. Guys, that was sort of his big first gem with Jack Kirby. You know, the introduction of Fantastic Four. People don't even realize Black Panther appeared in those issues. Uh, the Inhumans. Scrolls. Thank you. You know, it was sort of the comic book to introduce people to. When it crossed over with Spider-Man, it was a bigger deal that Spider-Man, this young punk, got to appear on Fantastic Four. Yeah. You know, no offense. So uh, to see him with the Watchers, that, that was impossible. You know, I, I had no idea that that could happen. Well, we didn't even know that the legality of that could happen at the time because uh, basically I think what it boiled down to is they could have the watchers, but they could not call one of them Uatu, who is the main watcher. watcher. Yeah. Um, Ridiculous. Yeah. Which is just like crazy, you know, rights issues. I think, um, is it Sony or Fox that owned them at the time? Fox. Yeah. So we got them back now. Um, I say we like, (laughs) like I'm invested in the, the MCU, but, um, (laughs) Yeah, like, like, yeah, emotionally for sure. But you also brought up Jack Kirby and like Jack Kirby, uh, Steve Ditko, like these collaborators that Stanley worked with over the years. Like they've all been gone for a minute. Um, so you know, it's nice, I guess, that uh, they're all buddies hanging out together now. Yeah, you know, people are kind of talking and saying now that uh, maybe there's like going to be like hidden Mickey's. You know, that do you guys know that phenomenon at Disneyland? There's like hidden Mickey's, the symbol of what Mickey lo- looks like, the shape of his yeah. head. In the architecture and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, little drawings, little paintings all over the place in the arti- architecture, plants, you know, they'll do crazy things like that. So uh, there's been a throw out that maybe Marvel going forward will do hidden stands, like little, um, you know, pictures of him in the background of certain scenes, um. drawings, statues, things like that. Here's what I want. You just hit the nail on the head, Joe, by listing off the kings. I want Stan Lee, 
Joe Simon, Jack Kirby, Steve oh. Ditko, the big four, yeah. CGM. You know, it's unfortunate. Uh, give them the Princess Leia. I, I know that's sad, but give them the Princess Leia from Rogue One. I want them next to Uatu 2, and it's saying, like, okay, Eternals, you know, like, go back to wherever you were going. Yeah. And it's like, there they were. They, they're they the makers of the universe. That, okay. I, I was a little concerned when you were p- pitching the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the Princess Leia treatment. Some ghosts and ghouls. <laughs> but no, that's a good that's a good way to set yeah, it off. You know, it could be done tastefully. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, the Mount Rushmore of modern comics yeah. right there. For Marvel especially. But, yeah. You know, those guys have done a lot for DC as well, too. But Yeah, uh, and I, you know, I would like to say, like, the the modern comic book, really just movie, comic comic book movie fandoms can be pretty pretty toxic. Uh, you know, the, the DC fanboys versus the Marvel shills, like, that stuff is... Uh, it's out there. Insane. Uh, in the real comic book industry, that was not a thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, DC was just as devastated by the loss of Stan. And, oh, my God. Jim like, Lee, a guy who worked with him a thousand times, yeah. you know, who's like the head of DC now. You don't think he's going to reach out and say, oh, my God, the DC Cinematic subreddit. You know, they had an entire post where people were just like, wow, oh, my God. Again, because you kind of wonder about the relationship of what did they have for sort of a past figurehead. You know, Adam West makes cameos and stuff. Yeah. He like, was, is, he is he sort of there, Stan Lee? I don't know. Not, I mean, in, in some way, I guess, in that, you know, he was kind of like this grandfather figure. But, yeah. uh, you know. But maybe just Adam Batman. Adam create Batman. No, yeah. yeah. Just played him. You know, Stan Lee created everybody. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody that you can really compare Stan Lee to as far as the amount of characters created and just the staying power of those oh, characters yeah. i mean there wasn't one before and there won't be another one after I, I, yeah i i've been saying you know thinking back about stanley's legacy this week that he's way bigger more impactful than george lucas is as much as star wars is the great global phenomenon i don't think it can touch the stanley universe you know everything yeah. that man has touched is so huge now so it's been there for longer you know you you hate to say it because people say oh just the movies or whatever but it's like no 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 people who have loved these comics have loved them longer than star wars so yeah, yeah. stanley is the american shakespeare i mean this guy created the archetypes that we know today you know that's could not be put any better. The American Shakespeare. Let me let me keep getting you guys cameos. Oh, you guys right. say here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to uh, to get into those. You know, I there's so many to choose from, but I it's got to be uh, Spider Man three. Spider Man three. Yeah. So oh, a, right. a divisive movie, but a good cameo. I can't even remember. All right, all right. So let me pitch it to you, please. Yeah. Peter Parker is walking down the street. He's just saved Gwen Stacy uh, from dying in. Yeah, I forget how even the building falls, but like there's a falling building. He saves Gwen Stacy. Walks by Times Square and he sees that Spider-Man's getting the key to the city. So he's looking at it, kind of smiling. Stanley walks up to him and says, you know, I guess one person can make a difference. Nuff said. And then walks away. Oh, nice. See, in my mind, that that's like maybe Stanley knows he's Spider-Man. Oh, I think yeah. Like oh. Stanley, I think in all of these movies is a, a the one to above the audience. All. Yeah, yeah, to be like, oh, that's not just some guy. Like that's that's Stan the man. That's the Watchers. And you know, Nuff said is like one of the you know Excelsior true believers. Yeah. Nuff said like these are you know. Uh, the the lines of the man you yeah. know yeah. yeah let's say excelsior uh above all you know is what it means rise up above all you know mm-hmm. stuff like that the new york Latin. state motto 
Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Which is, you know, I mean, he's a Jewish kid growing up in New York. Yeah. Like, that's why he loved it. Yeah. And that must be why he adapted it, right? And, you know, to end all of his statements with that, to end it with Nuff said, uh, do you guys know what a no prize is? A no prize. I... A no prize. Joe, do you know what a no prize is? No. Yeah, the, um... oh, well, go ahead. Thank you. I will explain. <laughs> uh, a no prize, Mike, is, uh, you know, sometimes at the end, as the editor, he would editorialize and, you know, answer some fan letters at the end. And sometimes people would write in and say, well, you know, as we mentioned in our Spider-Man episode, go back and listen to uh, in the first uh, issue of Spider-Man, you call him uh, Peter uh, Pecker or, you know, you mess up his last uh, name. Piper, I think. It was, or Peter Piper. Something like that. Uh, and he's like, oh, great. You Palmer. know, thank you. Peter Palmer. Thank you, Joe. Oh, thank you so much uh, for writing in. You know, I really appreciate that. Guess what? You win a no prize. I'm oh. going to send my no prize right to send me your address. I'll get you your no prize right away. And he would just very sarcastically bat people away. But it became a badge of honor. George R.R. R. Martin wrote in and got a no prize. Really? Yeah. yeah so these were part of um, the the bulletin bullpen uh, where Stan would have Stan's soapbox, where I think from... I think it was from like 64 to like 2002. Oh I my mean, for, God. For over three decades. Jeez. He would write these uh, editorials at the end of the mags to just be like, thanks for reading. Racism is bad. Bigotry is bad. Be good to each other. Yeah. And, and like engage with the audience in a way that no one else in the comic book industry was doing. I mean, it was like, and I think this is why he's such an important figure is because he really made you feel like you were his his grandkid or his friend or, you know, his Oh, he mentee. is my grandfather. Oh, <laughs> I should say. Yeah. I'm going to inherit all that money. Well, my uncle works at <laughs> Nintendo, so. Oh, shit. Mike's got the inside scoop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like Stan soapboxes, the, the bulletin bullpens, the no prizes, like this stuff was revolutionary. He was man. just an innovator. Exactly. Yeah. Besides his like creative talent, like also there's his charisma, you know, and like just that his heart, you know, yeah. to want to make the world better, you know, even through something that seems as simple as comic books, you know. Yeah. Stanley is my favorite Marvel character. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's a, a great point, way to yeah. put it. Yeah, you say charisma. He's a guy who in pitch meetings where people would be pitching him would pitch them like six or seven ideas. <laughs> wow, that's funny. I mean, you know, he was just a little machine. Uh, Mike, yeah, favorite cameo? My favorite Stan Lee cameo is probably the first time I saw what he looked like was in Mallrats. Oh, Mallrats shit. is such a good that's one. That's great. That's a good one. Now, that's an interesting time period. You guys like the beard, Stan Lee? Yeah, this, uh, so this is... I like the mustache. <laughs> I, I like, I like, I like mustache. 70s Stan yeah. Lee oh, the, yeah. the most, I think. I mean, that's the man. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's when he was like fucking king of the yeah, York, basically. Dude. Yeah, uh, but I like I like the late '90s Stanley yeah. like growing into that uh, you know like the dad bod yeah. before yeah the, the dad beard's bod. cool you yeah. know what Joe uh, that '70s Stan I bet when Donald Trump looks in the mirror that is what he sees himself as oh, like the king yeah. of New oh, York oh yeah <laughs> definitely no, I love that uh, the Mallrats one where he's giving Brody the advice yeah. but really it's he just funny, got paid dude. to do it yeah <laughs> until Green Goblin showed up and pumpkin bombed the hell, hell out, out of him yeah. I mean is that the ridge you know was Kevin Smith just out there being like look I gotta pay respect to the king yeah. there's there's a bunch of like weird ones where you know like not even Marvel movies that he yeah. just shows up in because he's friends with people in the industry and like yeah. they were like oh you mean so much to me will you be a cab driver in this real quick my honorable mention is there was an E3 when he came on the stage with Hideo Kojima and he was dressed up as old Revolver Ocelot. What? <laughs> yeah, Stanley was out to like... Was do, he a Metal Gear fan? It was, yeah, he was doing either a Game Award show or an announcement at E3 and he had the 
old ocelot outfit and he came out with his glasses it was whoa i could totally see that but that's insane wow oh you know what other one i really love Mm. um the last episode of spider-man the animated series look if we're doing special shout outs joe you're reading my (laughs) mind because obviously that's the best so so if you if you've never watched that show if, if you're a little too young for that one uh go back and watch it man it is some of the the best episodes of marvel television i would say maybe slightly below but on par with uh, batman the animated series yes mm. we've complained in the past that x-men the animated series is a little too fast yeah. spider-man has sagas so it really slows down for a yeah, season the pace is a little more uh, yeah yeah you know manageable the x-men ones i mean it feels like you're fucking on lsd yes, you try to watch those now <laughs> really quick um whoa who's that but in in the final episode he is it's after they've done like a secret wars arc and we've seen all these different spider-men from all these different universes and we go to our universe where spider-man is a comic book character created by stan lee and spider-man meets stan lee yeah, and they and go web swinging through New York. Yeah. Oh, then he's like, I always wondered what this would be. Like. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's so great. I mean, it's just yeah. such a great like you know like no one really treats me like a hero where I'm from. I'm just trying to do the right thing, and yeah. you made me a hero. Yeah. And he's and like, he says, yeah, in well, my eyes, right. yeah, you are a hero because it seems like you make a lot of people happy. And he yeah. says, well, wow, you know, <laughs> yeah, and they just have a nice conversation. Yeah. Like, what is wow. that? And that's the end of like you know my favorite TV show from when I was a kid. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. that's. Even though well, we never see for? Mary Jane ever again. Yeah, so yeah, I'm losing my mind about that. Wow. But I guess Stan Lee's there, so that's okay. <laughs> I mean, with great power comes great responsibility. This is like a quote that's attributed. Like, people don't even know where it came from. Like, yeah. some people don't. You know, it's like, just feels like a thing. Like, oh, that's just a good thing to do, right? Yeah. Like, that's Stan Lee. With I great mean. power, there must also come great responsibility. Yeah, Stan that's Lee. him, right? Wow. Yeah, and, I mean, doesn't that feel something so much more like what Superman would say? Not a troubled kid in New York yeah right but to have that creed to live by it's so much more powerful but that was the thing i mean you didn't you know stan lee made you feel like you didn't have to be superman you could just be a troubled kid and still be a hero you could relate to that's the key the characters around you you know they're superheroes but they're still human yeah it's not an alien kal-el okay (laughs) they're (laughs) illegal immigrant (laughs) yeah taking our superhero Uh, jobs no in iowa the farmers out here anyway kansas Um, yeah, they're right. humans. They're they're super humans, but they're human, and their humanity is what you connect to, and that's what he brought out of it. And we mentioned before about how the sidekicks were just like whatever characters, and like really taking the young, you know, hero, like making that the focal point with Spider Man, you know, on the Spider Man yeah, episode. It was yeah. all Stan Lee, man. Oh yeah, connecting you know, the audience, right? Yeah. Again, you hate to swat and take sides, but the side character in a DC comic is probably going to be the partner of the lead. The side character in a Marvel comic might be that character's psychiatrist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's not Batman and Robin. It's Spider-Man and his boss, J. Jonah Jameson, who fucking terrorizes <laughs> yeah. his him. His poor aunt who's, yeah. like, barely holding it together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say, like, like <laughs> the the worlds that Stan Lee built, you know, I mean, like he said when he was little, he wanted to write the great American novel. Like, you, you did so much more than that, yeah. man. You wrote the great American characters. Whoa. Like, you created archetypes that have lasted and will last generations you know yeah. like yeah there are a lot of times where i sit down to write something and i think this guy's more of a submariner type <laughs> uh, <laughs> we joke but no i totally get that yeah, i mean it's colin true. your father collected yeah. marvel comic books yeah, yeah, think you about collect that. marvel yeah. comic yeah. books I'm our kids forever. will probably collect <laughs> marvel comic books but they'll never know they'll never be able to so before we dive into the comic books yeah. just for our last general thoughts in this portion 
Did you guys ever get to a con? Did you ever get to see the man? You know, anything like that? I, I was in the same building as him several times. Never got to meet him. At a, at a comic convention. Yeah. Yeah, but, but never. never uh, Damn it. I never got a signature or anything. Yeah, never met yeah, him. I so. never got to That's remember. like, you know, that's uh, him and the boss. <laughs> it's yeah. like the day the boss goes, yeah. it's going to be a Don't real rough say. one on the team. God, knock. But Come like, on, Bruce. you know, yeah. never meeting Stanley is probably like one of my biggest uh, regrets so yeah. far yeah you almost wanted him to be free frozen i mean it's no. like 95 what could we do but, you know, like you know God i don't bless i don't have any uh grandparents left you yeah. know like i you know likewise we're all yeah, like much in our younger 30s, yeah, you know exactly. like uh, you're right went much younger than he did yeah mm-hmm. like, like stanley to me like you know he was like a grandparent you know like he was this moral figure who would show up in your life and you could watch interviews with him and tell you right from wrong and you know yeah, you would see him give college graduation speeches where he's like, you know, don't let some idiot tell you you can't do what you want to do. And, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. he did what he wanted. All well, right, well, let's dive into where he started. Let's talk the comics, normies. I had never intended to get into the comic book business. You know, I wanted to be a real writer. So I thought, well, it'll be a temporary job. I'll just stay long enough to get some experience and then I'll get into the real world. But it became so interesting and there were changes every day. There were new things happening and I was learning new things. And before I knew it, I was there for 50 years. (laughs) Welcome back, Normies. We're talking Stan Lee again on a sad, sad episode of Normies Like Us. But first, let's talk the man's history. We're talking comics, which Stan Lee, of course, had so much influence on. But first, he was known as Stan Lee Lieber. He was born on December 28, 1922, the son of Jewish immigrants. He had only one brother, Larry Lieber, who was a future Ant-Man writer, of course. They grew up during uh, the Depression, completely poor, uh, where he found escape, you know, going to the theaters where they would watch double features for a nickel and watch old Errol Morris movies, uh, and especially Robin Hood. You know, he saw a hero, you know, Robin from the rich, given to the poor, grandiose, big. He just thought like, but this guy also has troubles. You know, he's very interesting. He's an outlaw. He's on the run. I love that. This is what I love about this. Uh, So, of course, he wanted to start working as a writer. As we talked about, he wanted to go to college and be a novelist. Unfortunately, of course, because of the times, he could not do that. He served in the Army, uh, uh, but when he came back home, he had an in as an assistant at Timely Comics, where he was working under Captain America creator and Timely editor Joe Simon. And he got the job through uh, his uncle, who who was working at Timely. And we should say, when he was in the um, army for uh, World War II as, as a veteran, he was known as the playwright. Uh, he oh was doing God. cartoons. He was, uh, yeah, fixing stuff up. I mean, he was kind of just like the same Stan we've always known, just in the army. He was one of, I think, like nine people to ever be called like playwright in, in the Whoa, army. Oh, that's kind of like a Biloxi Blues. Were you guys ever Neil Simon fans? He passed away, of course, this year as well. Yeah. Ah, we're losing by that. Too many good ones this year. I know, right? Yeah. So young Stan, of course, started to work his way up. He wanted to write, and he got his first job for Captain America number three as a text filler for Captain America foils the traitor's revenge. Uh, so right before we started recording this, I watched a video with Addy Shankar, the uh, producer behind <laughs> Castlevania, uh, who's kind of a goofball, but has a video at Comic-Con where he was going around just interviewing people. One of the booths there had this comic book, and he said, oh, my God, like, this must be, like, like just let me guess, like, how much this comic book must go for. You know, a little lower range, but can I get you guys to guess real quick? 
was it graded like in plastic? It or? was a 3.5, I believe. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we're so talk- on the lower end, but you know, of course, how many issues of this before? And yeah. this is the first ever appearance of Stan Lee as a credited person in a comic book. Captain America number three. Mm-hmm. You want to guess first, Joe? Uh, I'm when gonna I say lower end. I'm just saying, don't don't shoot for a million. Let me put it that yeah, way. Keep it. in mind, it's a comic book. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna guess like between between fifteen and twenty five grand. Hmm. Hmm. I'm gonna say one dollar, Bob. No. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I'm gonna go a little bit higher. I'm gonna say 100k. The first ever credit. If it's graded as a three, though, that's probably worth a little bit less. So if it's a three, yeah, maybe that twenty. K is about right. Guys, thinking in that range, I'm going to say a little higher, but not as high as Mike was going. Guys, it was forty five thousand uh, dollars, which is pretty damn good, you know, if you think about it again for yeah. just a comic book, but yeah. again for a three point five. But the first appearance of Stan, and again, he's just doing the letter filling, so he's yeah. not even writing anything there. I think that's so cool and so interesting. Yeah. Um, he went on from there, of course, Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, who were partners. And these are older guys. Mike, as you said before, he gets back. He's 19 years old when he's essentially getting these jobs. Uh, Jack Kirby and Joe Simon have falling out. Uh, Joe mm-hmm. Simon leaves. He's no longer with Timely Comics. Stan Lee thinks, I can do this. I can take over as editor. He steps in at 19 years old and starts working with his partner, Jack Kirby, who's in his 40s. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, at the time, like, there was no Marvel. There was no, I mean, the, the comics industry was not what it is today. So for a 19 year old to just be like, yeah, I'll do that job. Like, yeah. it, you know, you got the gumption. <laughs> it's going to happen for Let you. Let me say this for a 19 year old to have that job and for his work to hold up as well as it does. I mean, let alone the stand of time, but the fact that it is under the microscope to the point of, he didn't know that they were going to be making these movies 60 years later, you know, that followed his work to the T, you know, well, we need to do this and incorporate this. Yeah. Guys, I was just hoping people would read this, you know, and pay the nickel for it that week. Yeah. 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 It was not, uh, you know, the legacy of like, yeah. well, you know, eventually they're going to make a $20 billion no, franchise. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. You know, the way that creators think now in kids, it's so interesting that we really do shoot for the moon before really even thinking about how the rocket takes off. And Stan Lee, he was, he was on the earth. He had a level head on his shoulder. But I think guys. it's because of people like Stan Lee who make it look so effortless, man. I mean, this guy was like, you know, a showman. Yeah, <laughs> we can all be like, big yeah, dreamers. Yeah, like, yeah. If Stan can do it, you can do it. Is really how it always felt like when you when you watch him talk about it. Like even as even in his nineties, he's so excited about the work he's doing. Yeah, he has that passion and that energy, and like he was always coming up with new stuff, even till the end. He would always be like, "I, I finally came up with a new power. You're yeah. gonna, li-, you know, like you, yeah." And you're like, "You'd be what? so excited to tell you about this." He's like, "I never thought about it before." And it's like, "Okay," you know, still coming up with ideas, and like, man, it's crazy. Just. I want to. I want to live life with as much vigor as he did. Basically, right? I mean, I think that's the key to happiness, man. Like yeah, he lived to ninety five, just on pure passion. Yeah, and like, look. I mean, look at the list here. We're talking Fantastic Four, Daredevil, Inhumans, Black Panther, Ant Man, X Men, Avengers, Spider Man. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, and I mean, let's talk. So that's a list you know, right out the, the get go. Um, think about like the diversity featured in those characters. Like you have uh, teens who are outsiders. You have a blind lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's good that he represented lawyers in a positive light. <laughs> yeah. See, you, you, yeah. you got you got uh, well the first handicapped hero yeah, as yeah, well. People we with disabilities. Um, um, how about outsiders? Uh, the first real a- African American or black, uh, black superhero. Panther. 
Mm-hmm. How about uh, astronauts against uh, uh, the the Red Scare? You yeah, know, that's the original reason that the Fantastic Four went into space. Yeah, that's true. And then we figure out what a gamma ray definitely is not. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, it's space race. It's a cool yeah. word. Let's run yeah, with it. You yeah, know, yeah. but it, it creates a, a really. Uh, Mike, I'm so desperate universe. to be hit by a ray from space. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you think it'll happen for me though, right? Well, once we get uh, the Elon Musk uh, rocket ship, yeah, yeah, that's how. Then I'm we gone. can go up to the uh, stratosphere, upper atmosphere, and we'll hopefully catch a ray. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, you got other characters like like Hulk and. Uh, you know, like Jekyll and Hyde stories. Yeah. I mean, he's just pulling yeah. everything. Yeah, Hulk was like his version of Frankenstein and Jekyll and Hyde matched up. Yeah, you know, and a and guy with that. a temper. So let me say this, just real quick. Joe, obviously sitting here in a Spider-Man shirt. I'm not going to ask everybody's favorites, because what are you going to say? Uh, Spidey. Oh, yeah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> but out of these guys created in the 1960s, do you guys just have anything that's like your favorite thing that just like stands out about of any of these characters? Like, Joe, I know that you love Daredevil's a Catholic. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> like, just a dumb, yeah, a dumb it's just thing a about weird, me. insane fact about yeah. Daredevil that he's running around with all that guilt. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's it's the character development, man. It's taken like, yeah, I mean, I mean, first of all, like Daredevil and Spider Man are two of my favorite superheroes, <laughs> both created by Stan Lee. But yeah, like the supporting cast. I mean, Foggy Nelson his best friend, yep. you know, who's helping him out. And he can't tell him that like, yeah, I might be blind, but like, I, I can do a lot. I know what's going on. You yeah. Know? A character that eventually guilt. passes away in the comics from cancer, Mike. Yeah. Wow. Like how real is that? Yeah. That's pretty grounded. And you know, I mean like the aunt may uncle Ben Spider-Man relationship like these, uh, yeah. and not these even characters a, are so real. Yeah. Like, Oh, it's not your two and a half kids white picket fence it's like oh he lives with his aunt and his uncle and yeah you know, his like, parents died in a plane crash they're non, poor yeah, yeah like picking up these non-prototypical like situations that real people deal with and applying that to a superhero i personally love i just love the x-men i love the xavier school for gifted youngsters it's the original hogwarts it's such a cool yeah. idea it's like it? i wanted to go there you know like what's my power Gotta wait a minute this weirdo owns a mansion yeah. and if you get a special invitation because you are special you join a team of freaks who save the world yeah like, and fucking come on. Teach you how to be even more badass. Yeah. Like, that's great. Yeah. yeah. That's Hogwarts, man. Yeah, you might end up falling in love with, like, a girl who's, like, part squid, though. <laughs> so, roll the dice on that. Uh, I mean, also, We're like, all the, here. I- the yeah. idea of the Avengers, man. Yeah. Like, like you, he brought Captain America back. From, from the dead. <laughs> yeah. From, from World War II era, literally. Yeah. Look, like, like don't from the timely anymore. comics yeah. to Marvel. I mean, like, he was like, oh, you know what? I love Captain America. I'm bringing that motherfucker back. Is mm-hmm. that the original crossover? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, it absolutely was. That, um, I mean, I guess you'd have to check the dates to see which came first. Um, Shazam? Is that what you're thinking about? Shazam and also uh, Fantastic Four and Black Panther. Like, mm. you'd have to check those dates. If you guys um, know the answers, hit us up on social media. Yeah, yeah please do. Thank you. Uh, here's a really dumb one. I like that the Hulk is green. Oh, yeah? <laughs> like, I like that he's a, mul- a monster. Like, I know that he started out as gray. I don't know if you guys know yeah, this, but Hulk. of course, because of the uh, cost of ink, he could not stay gray. Green, a million times cheaper. Okay, I'll just make him like a crazy looking monster. Yeah, he's just a green monster. He's yep. just cool. Do you, you know, know, um, do you know why he developed Thor? Oh, no. Why? <laughs> because he wanted someone who was stronger than Hulk. And oh. the only one who could be stronger than strongest there is was a god. Wow, so that get totally the makes Norse sense. Norse mythology. Hold on, in let me here. Hold, let me crack out my book here. Yeah, and, and <laughs> oh, bring in okay. Thor to He's the just mix. Going through, going through. Yeah. Uh, my horse in Red Dead is named Thor. Right oh, now. that's so cool. So anyway, a little little toss. Is he blonde? Uh, he's got white hair, yeah. 
long Very flowing, cool. just like a good Thor, not short hair Thor. Get that yeah. out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Thor, short hair Thor. All right. uh, I just I like do. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. No, that's it's trash. <laughs> I like long hair. Yeah, yeah, long hair. Don't care. I mean, there's so much fun stuff. I love Ant Man. Yeah, he what shrinks. a weird guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah and to awesome. invent that with your brother, you know, and it's that with your brother, and also tales. like you know, you That's got true. Wasp in there. It's a tales family, uh, yeah. a family book essentially. You know, you got uh, a husband and wife duo in there, kind of Bonnie and Clyde, Robin Hood esque. Yeah. They do some heists. It's fun. And he loved like the old classic heroes like that, like Robin Hood. Like that's, you know, Jekyll and Hyde. That's where he was getting all this inspiration. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we should also say the other kind of genre he loved coming from that book, Tales Tales to Astonish, Ant-Man was mostly monster stuff. Like Mm -hmm. he loved old timey cryptoid, you know, like weird Godzilla-esque things that would just attack cities. Almost Cthulhu type monsters. Mm -hmm. Oh, can I talk about one of the earliest ones? The monster from Planet X. Do you know his name, Mike? No. Groot. Oh, really? <laughs> Isn't that cool? Way before, you know, right. way early today. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> Doctor Strange. When he was creating Doctor Strange, he was like, you know, magicians they always say things like abracadabra. I didn't want any of that. <laughs> I wanted to make up my own catchphrase. Oh <laughs> so like every fucking yeah. crazy artifact in yeah. the in the sanctum, the like, hoary hands of Hogarth. Yeah, you know, he'll say things like that. Yeah, all it's the like time. Oh, that's it's literally just, just something he created. Wow. Like, like, could you imagine just being like, yeah, I'm. I'm going to just put this on the page. Like, I, I got the fucking balls. Yeah. Just, it is, it's out a here and people are going to love it. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. to be a character that we can do an impression of takes a confidence, yeah. you know? It, yeah. yeah. I mean, to cool. me, like, he is uh, such an inspiration beyond just his writing, but in his confidence, you know, like, like you said, Colin, like, you, I shoot for the stars because of Stan, you know, like, I don't think necessarily like one thing at a time. It's like, well, this could be this and then this connects to this. And it's like, that's how he was. I mean, it was always something bigger. It could always be something better. You know, you could always keep going. Hey, do you guys think you'll age into one of those old guys like him and Jack Nicholson who just wear sunglasses the entire time? (laughs) I think I'm two years away. (laughs) I think I'm basically there. I'm hoping so. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be a pretty cool look. Just rock the shades 24-7. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. I like also, like, he's mentioned how he created Spider-Man. He's like, I saw a fly on the wall. And I thought, what if a hero could crawl on the wall? Oh, my God. Then I thought, fly, man. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> like, to give, like, it is silly that we're like, it's dumb that they came up with that idea. I mean, but nobody else had that idea no, yet. It's, so it's I don't know. Like, you think about it like that. Put it in the print. It's a story like your grandfather would tell you. you know? yeah. It's like, so I was at the horse races yeah. and I was yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. that guy's pretty fast. Like, and the it, horse was named Flash. Right? Yeah, I was like, oh, I'll call him Flash. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. it just, uh, I don't know, man. He's just uh, a character, man. It's so, so much more than just a guy who wrote comic books he's got the shine he's got the shine yeah yeah it just seemed like such a shock i don't know about you guys but i i was just so blown away even at 95 can you imagine being shocked that somebody passed away at 95 Uh, it was veterans day i had the day off work i i woke up to to use the restroom i was like oh i'll check i'll check twitter real quick Saw the news. Oh, went and laid down in bed. I was like, oh, "It's Man. too early to wake Cassie up to be like, hey, I'm I'm sad. I'm grieving uh, right now.' Yeah, but like, I just sat in bed for like 20 minutes and yeah, just just really sad, just really really sad. It's yeah, terrible. it's it's really unfortunate. You know, he was here before we were, and you know, maybe he's like, oh, he'll be here after. He's just he uh, felt like such like it a, did feel that way. A cornerstone, figure. an eternal figure, yeah. and his legacy will continue. You know, and that's what I was really 
thinking about when you know I got heard the news too, and it was like, just close your eyes. Everything that's popular now is stuff that he had a hand yeah. in, and that's that's it. I mean, I, I always thought I'd meet him too. I was just convinced in the one back day, of your like, mind, yeah, yeah like too. I would just be walking down the street and he'd be like, Joe, and I'd be like, oh, hey, Stan. Oh, Stan. Right. Yeah. Stan, any, everybody else can see you, right? Yeah. Which, oh. Yeah, maybe that'll be what it's like when, uh, when, we <laughs> when, do I, when I do meet him. him. Yeah. You're going to start writing a lot more interesting comics and yeah. then you'll be like, what, where are you getting these ideas? And my buddy, yeah. Stanley's <laughs> yeah. ghost. By the glasses of Stan. You found the glasses and that gives you the power. To, uh, yeah. Does anybody have any negatives? I'll tell you, I've got one thing, and it's just I hate the name Silver Surfer. <laughs> I just cannot understand how anybody could have ever gotten there. I can uh, jump on board, eh, pun intended, surfboard. Um, with that, I think I don't get why a guy would surf through space. I just uh, don't get it. I think it's so very crazy. weird. Yeah, yeah. and can, that's you know he I mean, makes that like joke. The Defenders book. Where he's yeah. like, okay, well, I'll put Hulk together with the Silver Surfer Doctor and Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah, it's like how the and, fuck does any Namor? And, and you're Namor. like, these guys were all. Mm, yeah. I don't want to say losers, but you know, it's like they, they were the king of Atlantis with with a wizard and and Hulk, who I think goes by Fix It in that book. Yeah, sometimes Mister Fix It. Yeah. I think it's like you, you, you do your fantasy draft and then like all the good players are gone. He's like, well, I got to put a team together. Like, this is my flex. Like, that's exactly <laughs> what it's like. Flex. That's so perfect. Uh, uh, we were talking uh, about flexing earlier today, too. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. We're flexing on it. Uh, uh, how man. did I get stuck with these guys? Yeah, you know, sometimes you would do that stuff. You know, in the past, I kind of did Take used guts. to look down on like adapting something like Thor. But he's, I mean, they made it their own. You know, the Jack Kirby look of Thor is its own. We saw that in Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah. That whole... Um, what what's the Isengard, right? Yeah. Not that's Lord of the Rings. Oh, Asgard? Uh, Asgard? Asgard, yeah. yeah sorry, they're not taking the Hobbit side. <laughs> uh, Asgard, like the whole look of that with the Rainbow Road and, you know. Yeah, and Riverdale. Yeah, Riverdale. <laughs> Fenrir. <laughs> no, it's, it's really dope. And yeah, I thought, I used to think Thor was kind of lame too. But like yeah. after seeing it in the movies, not Dark World, but like especially Ragnarok and stuff, like. It totally works, and it's a unique look. You, you know, Thor with the three metal circles on his gear. Like, it's pretty iconic. And Yeah, I wish we got the helmet back. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, I'll, t- I'll tell you what I admire the most about Stanley, though. Mm-hmm. This was a man who is the most important figure in comic book history. Not an artist. Could oh, not draw all that yeah, well. Yeah, 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 that's true. I always um, think of, are you guys Smiths fans? I always think of Morrissey not being able to play any instruments, yeah. but just being like a weird singer. Uh, <laughs> yep. But like that to me means the world. Because yeah. <laughs> I cannot draw. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, well, Stanley couldn't draw. He got by just yeah, fine. His so. mind could just see beyond it. Yeah, he couldn't draw, but he had these great ideas. But you got to give credit to where credit's due to the people who did end up drawing these heroes and stuff because it's a visual medium. Um, so, and you know, he also worked with like like we said, the Steve Ditko's, the Jack Kirby's, the yep. the John Ramadas, like the best artists of all time. Yeah, and creating the most iconic looks, the most lasting teams, everything. I love you know yellow and blue on the X Men. Let's go. Yeah, man. And just the weird colors. You know, like I said with Hulk, the greens and the purples. He had the spectrum. You got America represented with Captain America and Spider-Man. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Why is Spider-Man red and blue? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> that is. Um, question. Have you guys ever seen a red and blue spider? Um, <laughs> only in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, the one that bit him. Another thing, I in an interview, he talked about uh, the Spider-Man costume a little bit. And 
it, it wasn't intentional. Like he doesn't try to say it was intentional, but he loves Spider-Man's costume. And that meant so much to him because it covers head to toe. So whether you were white, black, Asian, Latino, like if you were watching that, mm. you could imagine yourself as Spider-Man mm. because you weren't seeing white skin. Yeah. Uh, I lock know, guys with Batman. Suit. I know he's a white dude. Yeah. Yeah. That mm. lower jaw. He was like, you know, I'm not trying to claim it was intentional, but that's kind of why I've, he's always held a special part to me because anybody could be Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man was his son. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Peter Parker probably was, or I mean, Stanley probably was Uncle Ben. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's... Yeah, it's sad. I'm real sad about it. And now no. we need to ponder what, you know, great power, great responsibility with our own Uncle Ben and Stanley passing, right? Yeah. yeah. Kind of. Maybe now it's our turn to be Peter. Yeah. A truly, if I do see a red and blue spider, this might be dangerous because I'm definitely going to let it bite me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like crawl on up. Buddy. There's just going to be a, a huge influx of... Um, spider bites at hospitals <laughs> follow, yeah following his death i love you stan i'm so sick no uh all right picking Normies. up every hammer i see i'm running in front of gamma rays <laughs> yeah i just go to yeah. the home depot i spend yeah. hours just trying to pick them all <laughs> hey up. dentist leave this x-ray on yeah uh, all right normies we've been talking about the comics let's jump into the movies obviously we had a big influence on the world we already talked cameos but let's knock it out of the park with the films featuring a stan lee Right now, when you think back to the creation of those and what they've become on the big screen, do you still get a kick out of watching them? Still get a kick. I, I love it. I can't see enough of them. And to think that these characters I was working with on a printed page with artists now are on the screen and they're big hits and they can't make enough of them. We have new characters we want to do. We have sequels we have to do. There aren't enough hours in the day. <laughs> We're back, Normies. We're talking movies featuring Stan Lee. Um, so as we mentioned before, we have our favorite cameos. We have some tops and bottoms there. Mm -hmm. uh, but how about this? Uh, go online, guys. Uh, we'll post the link. You know, you can just search on YouTube all the MCU cameos. There's eight-minute videos for that or 10-minute videos for just every film featuring Stan Lee if you want to go out there to that as well. But uh, let's talk generals. But first, what do you guys feel feels the most like a Marvel Stan Lee movie? I would say Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I mean, Spider-Man 2 looks exactly like it did off the page. Exactly. Um, it's kind of hard to say it's not Spider-Man 2. I, I'd give Ragnarok some credit because it looks like a Jack Kirby book. Yeah, uh, And Jack Kirby and Stanley worked so closely. Like that cameo we didn't talk about where he's the the hairdresser who, who cuts Thor's locks. What a yeah, cool, that's right. what a cool I mean, outfit he's that wearing outfit is, that. Yeah. That looks straight out of a, a Kirby book. Can you um, imagine being 95 and being dressed up in that and, and being cool with it? I mean, I what a good sport, oh, loved too. It. Yeah, I know. I love the way he talked about the movies, too, because he, he used to say, like, you know, when I watch them, I don't really watch them thinking, like, oh, I created that character. I just get wrapped up in the story. Yes. Which is, like, you know, to, to, to love what you do so much that, like, watching a movie about it is just like, yeah, I love it, man. It's oh, like, bring oh. it back to the story. Yeah. Right? Man, that's great. Well, let me defend Spider-Man 2 real quick. It's exactly why you just said, Joe. Talk about strip from the page. So I'm thinking about the Spider-Man No More scene where he's walking oh, away yeah. from the suit the in, the, in the trash can, if you guys remember yeah, that as yeah. well. You know, we get the flipping effect as that's happening as scene transitions. We get voiceover. You know, that's the that's the text that Stan's writing. Mm -hmm. You know, it hits all these perfect elements. It captures the character perfectly. It has so much inner turmoil. I mean, that's Stan. 
Yeah, and even mm-hmm. the look of um, Doc Ock. like Doc Ock with the trench coat and like the, those are straight out of first appearances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the Mary Jane drama in that, um, like that last scene where uh, you know he's got the the Doc that he's holding up essentially. <laughs> he's just the says, ripped face. This is really heavy. Oh, oh my yeah. god. Having not been a huge comic book reader, it's hard for me to target like what would be the most Stanley of the movies. But I definitely see that argument for Spider-Man Two, just because, and that that's was my favorite Spider-Man before Homecoming. Yeah, but even that feels less like straight from a comic book page. Like Homecoming yeah. feels like the Marvel MCU, and even that feels maybe a little bit different than. Uh, straight from the comic books yeah. yeah i mean like the early 2000s comic books movies were different than the ones they're making now which were obviously different from the you know incredible hulk tv show of oh, the 70s yeah. and the with the daredevil and uh thor appearances that they had there and he's in the finale of uh incredible hulk too so cool have you guys <laughs> ever seen the, the crossover with daredevil yeah that's yeah. the episode that he's in it's so nice. cool um they haven't all been hits though we're, you know, we're, we're thinking about the marvel legacy right basically the mcu that's huge but like there was a lot of weird like even the incredible hulk show was kind of weird he didn't like the spider-man show that they made because they cut out all like the actual spider-man parts he did like the japanese version though oh spider-man spider-man got the stanley uh stamp of approval because he thought the special effects were so cool yeah he was like you know i've never seen anything like that Go back and listen to our Captain America episode. Obviously, those bad made-for-TV movies and just very low-budget oh, yeah. films. Like, <laughs> never forget, guys, that they did. Unfortunately, Marvel did go bankrupt. And that was because, again, if we're talking flaws of Stan, he's not a money guy. He has money managers now who sort of he would just say yes to and like a thousand things like that. But as far as managing a company... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there was, you know, some legality issues following the first release of uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, like... Stan Lee sued Marvel to get back pay for Spider-Man, basically, because he was not paid for that movie. I did not even know that. Uh, I know I've seen some interviews where he's like, yeah, you know, do I regret anything? No. Were there some mistakes? We all make mistakes. You know, I'm not a business guy. Maybe I could have copyrighted some of the characters that I made and it would have made more money, but I'm not a businessman. I'm a creative guy. And for that, I have no regrets and I love what I've done, you know? So he kind of admits that maybe he can be a little short-sighted on the business end but that's not that's not his gift no right no so they did go bankrupt at one point to bring it back around they got rid of some of their rights and that's where we get some of the crazier films and sort of the lower budget stuff but stan still loved it you know he still stood by it even Uh, the nick fury uh david hassel oh yeah. uh, yeah 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 tv movie yeah and uh you know mike you were saying you're not as familiar with the comics and maybe you don't know but i know in your heart you love the josh trank ff film or oh. whatever that or fan four stick or whatever that is. You, you wouldn't say that was the most uh <laughs> like the comics how about the um punisher with dolph lundgren yeah oh yeah even oh. better where he's never actually called the punisher <laughs> yeah no. where's a skull shirt yeah can we talk about the the 2000s uh fantastic four which i think might that's might, comic booky in hindsight i love his it. best uh cameo because he plays an actual character he plays the mailman that delivers to the baxter building who was featured in the comic books multiple times yeah and he loved that character i mean it's a guy again that he invented mm. so so cool is the um, Jessica Alba Fantastic Four, is that in the running for most like a comic book? Because it is kind of... It's fun and goofy. And yeah. It's pretty it's, goofy. It's yeah. there for me. It I really like it's up there. those early Fantastic Four books, maybe. Uh, I think Spider-Man 2 is definitely... 
Yeah, I mean, Spider-Man 2, I think, is one of the best uh, comic book movies of all time. Yeah, and unfortunately, we so can't like say Stanley. something like X-Men because, you know, those first few BS films with the black leather and stuff, that's not really what he was writing. No, and that doesn't, you know, they're all old. You know, it wasn't yeah. really about, like, the teenage drama like they were all, you know, in their 30s. And if we're talking, like, a Stanley version of that, it would be maybe even more like First Class, but not even that. Like, we would want the beast with the weird skull cap and you know like that yeah. look angel and, giant yeah. feet yeah you know like that that would be like and we, we get close to that with spider-man 2 that that version of that you know so yeah is that going to be our marvel going forward how is the mcu going to honor stan with these characters going forward you know these characters that they're just picking up do you think it's going to be closer to those first iterations that he's doing do you think it'll be like more down the line like the 2000s versions of the x-men i mean i mean i hope we see stuff that's more aligned with what stan did x-men orientation (laughs) we've already you know done yes some of this other kind of changes and the black leather like just give me the fucking suits man that's like everyone like everyone loves wolverine and hugh jackman but we never got to see him in the suit bub yeah yeah also he's not short like yeah yeah and just like a brick house like (laughs) wide yeah Yeah, Yeah, like like bob hoskins almost played uh yeah would have made more sense which to me i would have fucking loved that man (laughs) that would have been really a lot different uh, marketing hold on the guy who thinks super mario is the best video game movie (laughs) how much does hoskins pay you man yeah nothing he's dead dog he's sad he's another one of my heroes now i'm sad again yeah roger rabbit i mean come on bob oh yeah that's true he gets a pass forever. welcome back to hoskins cast yeah. <laughs> all hoskins all the time, all hoskins all the time. <laughs> next week we'll be talking all about hook oh man you're right <laughs> <laughs> you just have all of these at the surface i'm of loving course, it dog. i love all right guys this. if you want a, the uh, patreon episode where it's yeah. all bob hoskins <laughs> let us know let us know um there would be no normies like us cats without no, stanley because we, we would be out of episodes already yeah, if, if he never created anything yeah and we should you know just a side note for me and joe we had originally pitched like five years ago just doing a podcast called the abcs of marvel the first character we wanted to talk about was ant-man and specifically stan and his brother you yeah. know so yeah that's it's great just, it's all we've ever thought about <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> all i mean by that and if you guys so. would be interested in abcs of marvel is like patreon content i think that's uh, a great let idea. us know you know right in because that's definitely something we would love to talk about because you know like you said colin this this guy created all my favorite things yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I got enough to say about him. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably enough there that you could go through the alphabet a couple of times and then yeah, some. That was the plan, yeah. That's yeah. great. All right, so shout out some other cameos. Simpsons. Do you guys remember the episode of The Simpsons where he comes yeah. to the Android's dungeon and uh, the comic book guy is just like, part <laughs> uh, at one point says, Stan Lee's still here? And comic book guy says, Stan Lee never left. <laughs> that That's is right. probably one a, of my uh, favorite moments ever. He takes a Superman book off the shelf and replaces it with an X-Men yeah. book. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah, that's good. great. Yeah, um, and at one point he tries to turn into the Incredible Hulk. Like you're say, not no, the no, Hulk. No. That's right. He goes crazy. He, th- he <laughs> believes he's the Hulk, right? Oh man, that's so uh, good. I mean, yeah. what a good small rats is such a good one. I'll mention that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mallrats is super great. I mean, he's done what twenty one some odd in just the Marvel movies. And then, yeah, in just the Marvel movies. That's not including like, oh, I'm making movies. a geek movie. Like, yeah. oh, if I could just get Stan for ten minutes. Oh man, we could have him as a guest. Yeah, I, I love you know we mentioned but off off air that like the Daredevil cameo is really fun too. Oh, I ben love that Affleck. One, yeah. That's probably the best thing about the Ben Affleck Daredevil is the little boy Daredevil who stops him Saving from walking him. in the street. Yep. He just Very that, cool. 
His favorites, of course, um, X-Men Apocalypse, he got to do with his wife, Joan, a year before she passed. Mm -hmm. It's just them standing there looking up at green screen chaos. Yeah, he's holding her. Yeah, it kind of makes me mad that he says that's his favorite, but I totally get it. Um, He also was a really big fan of the Deadpool, the first film where he played the DJ at the strip club. Again, it's not MCU. Come on, Stan. (laughs) Respect Um, the the big thing. He won't pick the MCU ones. right? (laughs) right. His his wife also played uh, Madam Web. In the uh, oh, that's right, Joan TV voiced show. Madame Web in the cartoon, yeah, in the cartoon and oh, and shit. they loosely based her look off of Joan, and who was like, a model. Yeah, and can we talk a little bit about? Okay, so so Joan and Stan is like the true love story of our um, generation. It, it really is. Uh, Stan was famous for saying that like he never really thought about his own life. You know, going against the advice that every writer gets of like you know think about your own life and and write what you know. Like he would kind of write bigger stuff than that. Uh, he said the only time that he really did that was the first time Peter Parker sees Mary Jane was the Ooh. first time that he saw his wife. Oh, oh man. so he hit the jackpot yeah wow and, uh, wow tiger he, like he went to go on a date with her roommate and he saw her at the door and was like you're the woman i've been drawing my entire life oh i'm so God. in love with you oh, uh man. and they were married for 45 years and then she yeah, died man. Oh. and uh i i took her death hard i'll be honest really? like, like their their relationship was so uh, inspiring i mean like you know how many people in this world meet the girl of their dreams and say i've been drawing you my entire yeah. life you, you you are the mary jane watson to my peter parker which i created right all right so is stan big enough for a biopic we've seen the fake posters online of brian cranston right uh, other people have pitched um tom holland spider-man himself looks exactly like young stan so what what would you guys like to see? I mean, Joe, I just love that story that you told. That's yeah. the movie. Yeah, I would want to see something uh, very different. I don't really care for biopics. It's him not going really like, my type and of thing. this is the first Spider Man. Like it, that's not what I want, right? No, and not you guys. I would I want yeah. stuff that like has uh, some fantastical elements to it, though. Like I would want to see like. You know, maybe some of the characters would be talking to him. Yeah, maybe like give me Spider-Man having maybe a be part animated, Stanley, mm. like Birdman. Yeah, yeah, like I would like to see something more akin to that. Whoa, um, that could be cool. Yeah, the characters that he's creating are. But that's just you know because like biopics are just not really my thing. Yeah, like I you know I'd rather see something that honors how creative he was you talking, and make something different. Well, this, you, I was just going to ask quickly: Is this going to be Disney's Marvel's The Stanley story? That is where I start. I, no, I would have, it would not, because there's a bunch of weird legality rights with his other company, POW Entertainment, which is not associated with Disney, but just Stan. Right. Okay. Um, and I think they have the rights to doing any sort of biopic. Okay, because that would definitely affect my the outlook of it, basically, the, you know, the outcome. Well, then, in my mind, it's Kevin Smith. Yeah. You know, Kevin Smith directs it. It's a Netflix original movie. Oh, my God. POW, yeah. you know, yeah. puts up some of the money. They put up some of the rest. Is he in that, in what you were just saying, you know, when he's seeing these other things, is he Brian Cranston's age? Is he a little younger there? What's, what's your sort of age range for actors that you're looking at? I mean, I would, I would want to see seventies. Okay. Uh, whoa. I would do it like, no, 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 no. Like, like, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I would want yeah. it set I in the seventies. say, wow, um, what an end of life pick. We're getting No, and I would want it to be basically like, uh, you're you've created all this stuff and you know like maybe you'd see like childhood stuff as well but i would want to see stan at the height of stan 
You know? I, he would be watching scenes of his life in my mind too. Like, yeah. and maybe they would even look like comic books at certain points, you know, or yeah. he would pick I up mean, comic I, I think books it would have to be him. something, yeah. something weird, wildly creative and something entirely mm. different. It would need to, you know, like, like to, to me, you would need to have Stanley talking to Spider-Man at some point. Like Damn. you would need to have, even if you got the guy who did the fucking voice from the, animated show and you know it was a a cartoon of like a ditko straight out of the comic two-dimensional spider-man hanging there talking to him or following him him. yeah Yeah. like i would want to see something like that though i'd want to see fantastical elements that really kind of honored like this guy changed the way comic books were made he should if you're making a biopic you should change the way biopics are made Mm. Mm. i've said this a lot on this podcast that is the coolest thing i've ever heard i think that is a great fucking idea dude yeah i think hire us pal please yeah (laughs) (laughs) you do it like boyhood where you have not a whole act but like 19 year old height of his power stanley during the bankruptcy then the resurgence oh you're talking yeah you're talking a three-act apple film that steve jobs film yeah something like that but then with those i think that would be cool but i you know for me like you would have to have fantastical elements absolutely like i would want to see him in a boardroom pitching spider-man while whoever is playing stanley is going through the origin of spider-man over voiceover you know what i mean like stuff like like you'd really have to go out there yeah, like really like make his pitches come to life. Yeah, but, yeah, because that's what Stan did. I mean, that's what he did in the room. Painted a picture for you and you just show that to the audience. That's really okay, brilliant. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. And it would have to be called Excelsior. Yeah, it would have to. Mm. Um, or True Believer. Jordan Peele. <laughs> True Believer, I, I like that. Jordan Peele, you know, of Key and Peele does an incredible Stanley. I mean, talk about like a weird person doing an impression. The, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just thinking about the man now. Ah. I love him. He's fun to impersonate that. Yeah, he is. It's just, it's just fun to be him. I mean, let yeah. alone think about it. Oh, because it's like, you know, like I said, he's everybody's grandpa, man. Yeah. Everybody knows Stan. Everybody loves Stan. It always seemed like he was living his best life. Yeah. You know. All right. Well, let's jump out of these. I love all that, guys. Uh, reach out to us, Normies, if you've got any other favorite cameos, any favorite movies that Stan appeared in, any ideas about what you would want about a Stanley movie. But now, let's jump to something else he loved to be a part of, video games. I played it, and it is sensational. As you move, the characters on screen move. If I go like that, I can have Spider-Man go like that, or Captain America, or whomever it is. So you really get a chance not only to play the character, but in a sense to be the character. You can do it online, you can do it any way at all. Thank you, true believers. If I may say so, Excelsior. We're back, Normies. We're talking Stan the Manly, and we're talking about something I don't know if he liked to play, but he certainly liked to appear in as well. We're talking Stan in the video games. He definitely seemed to like to jump in wherever and however he could from the movie yeah. cameos and a lot of video game cameos too. Um, my memorable one is he narrates the entire Spider-Man PS1 game. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And then uh, the sequel, he's taken over by Bruce Campbell. So I kind of remember that being like, and him also making cameos in those early Spider-Man films being like, oh, this is like two of the coolest guys on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all my heroes. <laughs> cameo again, my favorite uh, things. Yeah, yeah. Spider-Man cameo with Bruce Campbell and Stanley. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's groovy. But I'm going to go through. I got a list here. I'm just going to list some off. You know, hit me if these are some of your favorites or if you know anything about them. Yeah. Uh, but we've got, uh, like you just said, he narrates Spider-Man game and the sequel 
sequel, Spider-Man 2, Enter Electro, and in 2010's Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. So those are just three Spider-Man films that he just, or games that he narrates throughout. Yeah. And Shattered Dimensions is pretty cool because that also, you know, got a look at uh, 2099 and Noir and all these, the ultimate version, the amazing version. Yeah. So that's you saw, right. you know, kind of years before the Spider-Verse that uh, you could do a Spider-Verse. Yeah, was, and before was, this Miles movie. Yeah, I had no idea. Like, I obviously, in the cartoon, they had, like, the... Spider the Madam Web arc the the Secret Wars yeah the Secret Wars you know and doppelganger and stuff so I didn't know about like noir and stuff so that was really cool in that game I was like oh you, and then there's like a whole noir sort of universe almost yeah right? the whole the whole part of the games in um, Sapia Town yeah and, yeah I wish they had Spider Ham though and, and <laughs> I want side scroller on the um, Spider Man one game he says symbiote. Or how I, now I don't even know how to pronounce it because of the yeah, Venom trailer of the movie. But he says symbiote. it symbiote, symbiote, right? Symbiote. I don't even know how I say it now. But anyway, we had clarification from Stanley that it's definitely not symbiote or whatever. So yeah. they said it weird in that fucking trailer. Symbiote. I, I think it was a symbiote. Yeah. Anyway, so do you guys remember a playing symbiote that, game, that attached himself? Yeah, playing that game, doing those missions. Uh, I remember being the the uh toby mcguire version who's wearing the wrestling outfit who goes after the guy who shoots uh uncle who ben. shoots uncle ben in the beginning and doing those missions and just hearing stan's voice and just thinking like i'm in it i am spider-man yep yeah. so cool i like uh, i mean obviously we can't just talk about spider-man there's ultimate alliance i like a lot too but ultimate alliance 2 lee makes an appearance there on screen in the game as a senator right after you do a mission he walks up and says excelsior you saved me oh my god yeah <laughs> which is like you know it's like a part of the whole civil war arc that they're doing in the game so it's like perfect yeah and we've mentioned before joe that we uh stayed up in an incredible night uh you know maybe a little out of our minds uh playing the ultimate yeah. alliance games all the way through so what a little reprieve after a couple missions to just sit back and see a cinematic with <gasps> stan <is>. lee <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give me another beer. I'm I'm losing it. But it's on the screen. If we were listing every Stanley related video game, we would run out of time in this universe, <laughs> yeah. you know. But um, we did mention in the Simpsons cameo, he wanted to become the Incredible Hulk in the Lego. He can. He can turn yeah, into transform Hulk, Stan into Hulk. And those yeah. are some of the coolest games, Mike. I don't know if you guys have played them or what your experiences are with the Lego Marvel games, but you save Stan. That's a mission on every mission, and if you save him enough, you get to play him. Like you're yeah. saying, yeah. I think he it's has like if you have all the abilities, five of them, you unlock him. So cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's you know like hidden stands. Like yeah. the, I remember there, there's one where you're in like Daredevil or um, Deadpool's like club, and you you find him, and you had to like have like certain powers to unlock certain areas because you know the lego games are all puzzle based and yeah. I that being like the thing i wanted incredibly repetitive i should say too yeah. mm. <laughs> i never played the second one. Oh, it's great i love it i got it on the switch and you know saving stands one of the coolest parts and shooting lasers out of his eyes and then transforming into a green guy and then yeah. also being able to fly around it's like yeah that's the stand i remember too yep yep um, he's got them all that's pretty great. Not to bring it back to Spider-Man, but he's got the Spider-Man PS4 cameo where he is uh, in the restaurant when Mary Jane and Peter Parker reunite for the first time in six months. And he goes, you two are always my favorite. Oh, you did? Like, I, uh, yeah. They're my favorite too, Stan. Do you guys remember the games where you play with him as a skin for Spider-Man so he can actually See, I never around? played those because those were the um, amazing Spider-Man mm -hmm. tie-ins, the uh, Andrew Garfield movie right. ones. Never played those. 
Yeah, I didn't touch those. wonder if I should get those now just to play a stand. Probably don't hold up. Uh, I would say, Joe, don't you think that Spider-Man PS4 will probably drop a free DLC here in a minute adapting so. that concept? So yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah, that could make some sense. They got to throw a model together, come up with a couple side um, missions. Yeah. Well, they have uh, fans of that game are going fucking insane <laughs> over the goddamn Raimi suit. They want the Raimi suit so bad. Oh, really? Oh, really? That's yeah, just the popped out webbing is what's I so guess, cool about that? I don't that? know. Hot the take. I don't want any more of the fucking movie suits, man. Like, yeah. I don't even need the, the Infinity War, the Tom Holland one. Like, I, yeah. I'm not here for really movie spider too, yeah. Um, but with the DLCs that they're putting out, they do three each time. And we've got one more of those coming in December. So if one of those three could be Stan. Was Stan the I man? Want I want Doppelganger. I want six arms. <laughs> that would be really good. <laughs> like yeah, I, I think there's certain ones that they're holding off on. Right, like, I don't I'm think sure. we'll get the symbiote suit or any of that until the sequel comes out. And, you know, then stuff's going to be different. Yeah. But I How hope we that, get like, Stan carnage, before the this, sequel. The, uh, you know, superior carnage sort of. Yeah, I think we'll get all maybe, that kind yeah. of stuff. Or Web of Spider-Man, I should say. Yeah, like, like down the line. Because, you know, I mean, there's a tease at the end of the game for, for some stuff moving forward that could head in that direction Ooh, interesting he definitely spends a lot of time around spider-man properties Did, yeah. is that his favorite does he have a favorite oh it was said? that was his child okay yeah, so yeah. legit that's that's why and we do have the spider-man episode if you like spider-man go and go check that and out check it out course. readers yeah um I think Ultimate Alliance is my favorite. I need to say that again. I feel like we should all play it because I played it with my cousins. You oh, guys talked about game it. So or much. if they come out with another one, that's. Uh, um, I have it on my my gaming PC. I have uh, ooh, a version of it. Because uh, it's kind of hard to track down now. Yeah. Like, I think, mm-hmm. Colin, don't we have a. 360 disc though? we have a 360 version of it that does not come with the dlc that mm. is what's hard to track yeah. down that yeah. might be the only way we could play four player though mm. you got to install it outside yeah. mm. physical mm. media kids it, we <laughs> had it at one point all physical media games yeah. were on discs nothing was on the cloud yeah i mean i think wasn't the uh first ultimate alliance on xbox just xbox it was yes before because it was also right? on the wii as well yeah Mm-hmm. that's a really big jumping in point for me to learn about characters like you said that i never heard about oh yeah um, i love that series i never read but i would sit and look at the bios and the character pictures and like you collect the cards and even the loading screens would be like so like such cool imagery imagery of the heroes and stuff oh yeah and the um the solo missions you could unlock uh, like for each hero and it would mm-hmm. be like oh, I'm Mr. Fantastic and I'm going to go against like, you know, fucking arcade or something like yeah. that. Like, like you know, learning about these characters that even as a comic book fan at that time, I, I did not know every one of those. Oh, yeah. I think the compendiums that those games have, like in the menus, you know, once you unlock like all the secrets and they're, stuff, and they're just really the great. bios, it's like an encyclopedia of Marvel like lore that you can play through yeah i will give you the best mechanic for these games as a fan of these series uh this was again pre-cell phone where you were just able to look all this stuff up the trivia you know they would have oh, the trivia yeah, challenges that, that would awesome. give you experience to pay towards the characters That's to level them right. up you just sit around like an idiot you know my brother and i would memorize facts about marvel because it would pay off for us yeah. and we <laughs> yeah. would know so much of it to begin with yeah that's, that's funny as i like i said i have it on the gaming pc i did that for like an hour the first and just day speed round it. it why not yeah, it was like well oh. i know i can just get all these my these characters XP are level 40 points. now yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
That's probably my favorite Marvel video game still to this day. I, I mean, I know Joe's big on Spider-Man. Ooh, it's Spider-Man there, PS4 is, yeah. is really hard to beat, but I think the first Ultimate Alliance is also way up there as one of my favorite video games of all time. Colin. Guys, Squaresoft, we're waiting to hear I, about this oh, Avengers yeah, yeah, game. Yeah. That, that is going to be my favorite video game. Yeah. I don't need to answer this, Mike. I can see the future and make it be an Ultimate Alliance game. Absolutely. Call it Marvel alliance whatever marvel avengers alliance exact oh, dude done you're branding it to the exactly and just pump the fucking money into it and guess what we're all gonna fucking buy it so uh-huh. knock it out of the park yeah. you right. guys like the arpg style the top down you want it to be like that a diablo-esque i mean i like it for games what like marvel are. ultimate alliance because it's you know you want to be spider-man you want to be nightcrawler you want to be captain america iron man like it's not just an avengers game it's a marvel game no i hate mmos set in the marvel universe which they've tried to do a couple times because guess what i'm none of the people that i like no (laughs) yeah I think the Diablo dungeon crawler ARPG is perfect because it's easy for the multiplayer too for people yeah. to jump in. Yes. It's easy to understand the controls and you the progression feels good as long as it's paced properly. Like, oh, now I got a cool new web swing power. I can Hulk smash better. Oh, like, and it was really so great. cool to like... The second game doesn't do it, but in the first one, if you... You know, say you're doing a level and you want the Fantastic Four, you get bonuses for putting the Fantastic Four together. The whole roster. Or, you know, like for me, New Avengers was a lineup I would always have. You know, Cap, Spidey, Wolverine, and uh, Thor, Iron Man. You always get bonuses for like XP and stuff for those lineups. It's so cool. Yeah, like building real teams. Yeah. Yeah. Defenders you could do because... the the steam one i don't think it's on the store anymore unfortunately but when i got it like it comes with all the dlc so you so get you doom get, like, yeah i got that's doom, what i'm after. venom Ugh, uh wow. hulk everybody bullshit unlocked bullshit. right away too it's pretty fucking great come on xbox live or whatever was in charge of that <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. dlc for back. some reason i think they've been pulled from everything now and you know it might be in anticipation of uh this this new game maybe they're like oh well we gotta pull these off so people aren't like it's just a remake of this fucking fingers crossed if you guys have any news about this square enix avengers game if you guys hear anything be sure and tweet us out we want to know as soon as you know <laughs> yeah because we are waiting with bated breath for this yeah, one because we might just be uh you know coming up on e3 again which That's- is you know it's interesting uh playstation's not going they're not going at all. No. So if you guys said, think you. that is the future, you know, Nintendo does their tree houses. Yeah. PlayStation now says, well, we're just going to do our own platform. Why would we pay all that money to rent out our own stage? Is that the future? I guess so. It makes me sad, though. Marvel's skipping Comic-Con a couple of years because they got D23 at Disney. I mean, these things sometimes get too big for their britches, you know? This feels like we're now, we went from the studio system to more normal movie distribution to streaming and now because of that we're going back to the studio system and so like we're separating everything and games too like all right nintendo we're not going to go to your e3 and neither will sony and you know what hbo we'll just have our own service and maybe warner brothers will have its own service and dc like everything's now just going to be in-house we'll have our own con with our own people I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, think about like these Disney streaming services that are coming with, again, stand properties. We got a Bucky Falcon uh, team up show, both characters. Uh, I don't think Bucky was necessarily created by Stan, but perfected by Stan. Mm-hmm. And uh, Falcon was created by Stan as well for a, uh, you know, introduction of a uh, race relations in the 70s. 
I'm happy that you're saying that the rights are wrapped up because I could really see that streaming service being a cash grab for a bio about Stan. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. No. 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 no, no, to, no. to my understanding, Power Entertainment has the first dibs to uh, to a Stan biopic. Well, yeah. can you imagine they send out those box like Loot Crate? Can you imagine that box? You know, the Oof. one that's going to come out after Stan. It's just going to be cool memorabilia. Yeah, that's true. I don't. I don't even know. I have to buy some sort of Stan signature. I don't even. I've never bought one because I always was like, "Well, I'm going to meet him one day." Mm. Well, now I know uh, Christmas is around the corner. So, well, let me ask you guys this: Was <laughs> he cremated? Was he yeah. cremated or buried? Because we could make that dream come true. I will get a comic down there. We'll put the sharpie in his hands. Oh no. <laughs> I don't like that. (laughs) All Um, right. uh, You guys thinking we should wrap this up? Yeah, I think think so. Any Any final thoughts thoughts on on the video video games? Yeah. Yeah, he just had like, uh, he did did voice work and stuff. I don't think he was a huge gamer, but he definitely embraced that side of his legacy, you know, and supported. He seemed always excited and like he did a lot of voiceover work and had fun with it. Here's the thing. He was never going to yell at a medium. You know, (laughs) he was an artist. He was a creator. He was never going to say something was lesser. If he did that, people would say, look what you came from. To me, it makes sense that he would embrace video games because, you know, he embraced things way before their, way ahead of their times all the time. That was his legacy was being ahead of the fucking game. Yeah. It's funny to hear him talk about even the movies before we transition here. It's like, you know, they didn't have all the bells and whistles that they do these days. But so like, he's very aware of like, wow, technology really has come a long way. And I think he's excited to see that stuff. So even from the video game side, you know, I'm sure when he saw Maximum Carnage on the Genesis too, oh my Spider-Man God. PS4, he's like, oh my God, you know. Yeah, I think in his lifetime. What the wow. <laughs> I just saw a fly on the wall and now it's this, you know, it's great. It's crazy. Wow. So, um, yeah, thanks, Stan Lee, for some great creations and games. Yeah, all right, normies, we're going to hit the wrap up. I think whatever you do, you should do what you most want to do and what you're best at. Too many people don't really do what their heart's desire is, but they try to do something else because they think, well, it'll be easy to get a job or to make money. And if that happens, then when you're doing it, you feel like you're working. But if you do what you really want to do, you feel like you're playing. I think you have to do what you do best and what you enjoy, and then you have a better chance. All right, Normies, we're back. We're talking Stan Lee, and we're wrapping it up here today. Thank you for going on this journey with us. I hope it wasn't too emotional, although we're certainly all feeling it here. Final thoughts, guys? Yeah, um, it's a major loss. I mean, it's a... it hurts a lot, even yeah. though he was 95 years old and lived a full and healthy life. Um, I'm positive he was looking into freezing or something. He must have been. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he that. wanted to to see where it was all going to go. I bet. Yeah, I mean, he never um, he never stopped. You know what I mean? Like, he was someone who just, he, he worked until the day he died. And that is something I admire so much. Um, mm. That means the world to me. Uh, I wrote a little piece, a, a thank you note, a love letter to Stan the Man for uh, Geeks Worldwide. I'll throw the link in there. Um, there's one a quote that I used from him in there that I want to read. Because um, I think, you know, it says something about his legacy. Um, you know, a few years ago, he was asked about retirement. And he said, when you retire, you have a chance to do all of the things you've wanted to do. I've been doing all the things I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to be involved with entertaining people. Um, and I'm glad that you you felt that way. And I hope you understand the, the joy and entertainment and inspiration you brought to so many of us throughout your years. 
So, uh, you know, enough said. Uh, that's great. And we're going to definitely put the link for the Geeks Worldwide article if you want to read the whole thing. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a it's a loss, and you worry, you know, sometimes, you know, what what happens to these properties now that now that Dad's gone, you oh, know, God. and you hope that they're going to find their way into loving arms, and they will be treated with respect, and you know, in a way that Stan would be proud to see them continue on, basically. So that's that's kind of my hope, and it's a huge loss to you know America, to pop culture, to creativity, to artistry in general. And he will be missed. And we will never forget, truly, because we're so surrounded by his legacy each and every minute of every day. No, we'll always be true believers, wouldn't you say? I oh, always yeah. will be. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I just think about, you know, how much it took and how much it, it must always take on a person to be a celebrity is, is so extreme. But to be a guy as old as he was, still always working, always, you know, putting in the time in front of huge audiences, wrapped at every word that he's saying, just waiting on it. And to have the charisma to command those gigantic seas of people, I mean, that takes a hell of a personality and a, a real special guy. Um, and to have the voice to voice out intolerance and hate and say, you know, ignorance is ignorant, and the only thing you can do about stupid people is expose them. You know, they are little and we are big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stan's soapbox, the commitment to social justice, the Stan Lee Foundation, which supports literacy and, and the arts throughout the ages. Um, I mean, his his contribution to, to culture in general is just, uh, it cannot be overstated. Yeah, never a dirty word to him, social justice. You know, never. Always the right thing to do. You know, honesty, a, a Jimmy Carter-esque person, maybe, uh, you know, and it's just, again, what a loss to the world. So reach out to us, normies. Let us know how you feel. Obviously, it's it's very hard for all of us, and we're sorry if maybe you're taking it pretty hard as well. But no, there is that light at the end of the tunnel that maybe he is happier out there. Who knows? And you know, it is uh, the Thanksgiving season. I'm sure a lot of you are traveling. Uh, please do so safely. And if you like this episode, if you love Marvel stuff, we have a ton of episodes in the back catalog. Uh, Spider-Man. X-Men, Captain America, Infinity War, um, all of those wouldn't exist without Stan's influence, uh, and they're all a part of his legacy. So if you like this one, go back and listen to some of those. Yeah, they're a little higher spirits, too. We do apologize. (laughs) A little less sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, happy holidays, normies. Rate, review, subscribe. You know, check us out on all our social medias. It really helps us out. Guys, anything you want to plug here specifically? Um, just, you know, be sure to check us out on iTunes, as Colin said. Also, go, um, Patreon should be coming through soon. Meanwhile, enjoy your time with your families. And I just want to summarize Stanley in three words. I would say character, charisma, and creativity. Damn. I love that. All right. Well, guys, this has been Colin. Joe. And Mike. Thanks for listening, normies. Happy holidays. Excelsior. I guess one person can make a difference. Enough said. Thanks for listening, Normies. We'd really appreciate an iTunes review. Like, share, and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Catch you next week.